Hey, there are all kind of uh, warnings in life. Uh, many products that you purchase every day uh, come with warnings. Uh, for example, uh, if, uh, seriously, a fishing lure reads uh, harmful if swallowed. True. Uh, and uh, um, also a baby stroller reads uh, remove child before folding. And yes. And a large silver reflector car sun shield says do not drive with this in place. And a container of underarm deodorant reads, do not spray in the eye, okay? Unless your eye smells, I guess, all right? So, you know, we can laugh about these things, uh, but somebody had to make sure it was written on the product because somebody has obviously didn't know, you know, or simply just ignored the intended purpose uh, of the product. Well, this can happen to us in our faith as well. We're in a series, you've heard about it already, uh, walking through Hebrews, it's called Jesus Is. And what we're doing is we're looking at what Jesus has done for us in the past. And today we're going to be talking probably a good bit about that, what he's done for us. But also we're talking about what Jesus is doing in, in the right now. And today what we're seeing is how Jesus is our perfect sacrifice. Now, sacrifice is becoming easier and easier to overlook to, in our culture today today. Um, However, it is one of the major themes of our faith, of Christianity. Yet we live in a world where it's acceptable and common to be self-centered. I mean, look at like TikTok and, and Facebook and, and Instagram and, and, and Snapchat. It just seems like it's very easy to uh, just live in a self-centered world without, with all the selfies. It's hard to imagine Jesus taking a selfie, isn't it? You know, walking on water. You know, or, or, or healed another one. It's just hard. It's hard to, hard to picture Jesus doing that. It's so quite the opposite. Uh, he lives so humbly and, 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 and honestly the most sacrificial person ever. And he just didn't sacrifice for us, though. He just didn't sacrifice for us. Today we're talking about how he is our perfect sacrifice. Now, so far as we've walked through Hebrews, as we're in this series, we've seen some warnings. Hey, hey don't drift. Hey, be sure not to harden your heart. Hey, don't lack confidence. We can, we can walk in to God's throne with confidence. And today we're looking at this warning. Do not downplay, shrink, or water down the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. I'm going to read that one more time. Do not downplay, shrink, or water down the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. Man, to do so would ignore God's gracious offer of forgiveness and salvation that comes from it. Now, last week's message, we, we talked about how Jesus understands us and how Jesus gets us. And he knows that we'll be tempted. And, and, and when we do sin, he's before the Father. And he's, he's hitting that refresh button of, of justification, you know, where he makes us, makes us right before God just as if we'd never sinned. Man, sometimes when you hear a message like that and you know that he gets us and he understands us and he's constantly hitting that refresh button, he's before the Father interceding for us, sometimes it's easy to think, well, if he understands that I'm tempted and he's going to forgive me anyway, you see where this is going? Sometimes it's easy to rationalize our sin. Sometimes we'll take God's grace and turn it into temptation. When we do that, we downplay or we lessen the sacrifice Jesus had made for us. 
So far in, in Hebrews, we've seen that how God, uh, that Jesus is our God, he's our rest, he's our high priest, and today it's our perfect sacrifice. Verse 10 of, of Hebrews chapter 10. Listen to what God's will is for us. For God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all time. Under the old covenant, the priest stands and he ministers before the altar day after day, offering the same sacrifices again and again, which can never take away sins. But our high priest, Jesus, he offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins. Good for, for all time. Then he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. And there he waits until his enemies are humbled and made a footstool under his feet. For, for by that one offering, he forever made perfect. Now listen to this last phrase. He forever made perfect those who are being made holy. So here's what we need to know about this sacrifice. Jesus sacrificed his own body and blood. Understand this. He sacrificed his own body and blood. It says this in verse 12. With his own body, with his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all time, and he secured our redemption forever. His own blood. He sacrificed his own blood, his own body. When I was a kid growing up in church, um, grew up in uh, Monk's Corner, United Methodist Church, and I would sit beside my grandmother, and I'm eight, nine years old, my buddy Roy Boy, we, I don't know why, we just called him Roy Boy, and um, he was sitting beside me, and every Sunday for often my grandmother would, well, she didn't reach in her pocket, she reached into her little purse, and she would give me two quarters, and she would give me two quarters to give Roy. And so I took my two quarters, and then uh, I handed Roy his two quarters. And the offering basket came, and I, I put my two quarters in, and Roy put his two quarters in his pocket. Every time, it would just do that. But here's the thing. I, I wasn't any better than Roy. It wasn't my money. <laughs> it, was, it was my grandmother's money. And I don't know how much she sacrificed. I, I don't know what she gave. She didn't put quarters in. Grandmother sacrificed. Not, not us. It was Jesus that sacrificed. It was Jesus' blood. Not, not the blood of animals. In verse 5 of Hebrews 10, it says this. That is why when Christ came into the world, he said to God, You did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings. But you've given me a body to offer. You are not pleased with the burnt offerings or, or, or other offerings for sin. Then I said, look, I have come to do your will, O God. And as is written about me in the scriptures. See, animal blood was only by virtue symbolic of, of Christ's body and, and blood. And this is the only reason God accepted this sacrifice. Because it foreshadowed what was to come. It foreshadowed the perfect sacrifice of Christ. Remember when you read the Old Testament. And you see these sacrifices. You see these festivals. And you see these rituals. All these point to Jesus. Now let this next statement, this next statement sink in. Jesus fully cleanses. Our unclean conscience. Listen one more time. Jesus fully clean, cleanses our unclean conscience. Now you're thinking, really? Really? You mean I can be forgiven and my conscience 
can be clean. My conscience can be clear. How? How? Now, in, in, these next two, uh, in these next two chapters, 9 and 10, conscience is mentioned four different times. Listen to Hebrews 9, 9. He says, this is an illustration pointing to the present time. For the gifts and sacrifices that the priests offer are not able to cleanse the consciences of the people who bring them. Can you imagine that feeling, you go through the whole process of sacrifice, the pre-sacrifices, you sacrifice, and all of a sudden you still have a conscience, you walk away, and your conscience isn't clean? That's got to feel horrible. Verse 14 says this, Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciences from sinful deeds, so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal Spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. And then in Hebrews 10, 1 and 2, the old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow. It was a dim preview of the good things to come, not the good things themselves. The sacrifices under that system were repeated again and again, year after year, but they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. If they, would, if they could have provided perfect cleansing, the sacrifices would have stopped for the worshipers would have been purified once for all time and their feelings of guilt would have disappeared. God wants His people to be cleansed and the feelings of guilt to be gone. Not just to be stated, hey, are you forgiven? But to feel forgiven. And in these days, man, they went through all these sacrifices, all these rituals, and still walked away knowing that they couldn't sacrifice enough. They couldn't do enough. That they couldn't give enough. Because neither the high priest nor the worshiper were truly clean. They were obedient to the old way, the old covenant for Christ, and, and God saw that. And it sounds depressing and it sounds sad and, and, and it is. But Jesus. But, but Jesus. L listen to Hebrews 9.14 again. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciousness from sinful deeds. So that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. Jesus does this. Not, not you and I. I. I can't do it for you. The priest couldn't do it for us. Jesus does something that nobody on the face of the earth can do. And that is purify, purify our consciences from sinful deeds. Jesus does it for us. Not, not us. Believing in Jesus. My, my prayer coming into this Sunday morning for all of us, for myself included... Is that we would examine our faith in Jesus and realize this believing in Jesus and is trusting in Jesus for the forgiveness of sin and the cleansing of our consciousness. Now you might be thinking, but Scott, I've done all that. I, I, I've, I grew up in church or I, I go to church every Sunday. I, I went to the, you know, the youth retreats. I went to the camps or, or maybe I came to faith. I was baptized. But, but Scott, I still feel guilty. I get it. 
Have you ever been, have you ever had these thoughts? I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm saved, but I just don't feel it. I just don't feel it. Can I tell you something? I don't always feel it. Friday morning. Uh, this past Friday morning, uh, Cage didn't go to school. He had some, some tests in Atlanta for upcoming surgery in April. Covet your prayers on that. But So he's at home during my quiet time. So my quiet time consisted of my Bible, my journal, uh, Cage, Curious George, and earplugs. That, that was my quiet time. And, I, and it's fine. I, I've, we've done that before on Saturdays and you know, early Sunday mornings. That, that's fine. But I remember thinking... God, I'm not feeling it today. Man, I, I'm, I'm just not feeling it today. And I, I don't know, maybe it's because I knew we're, we're going into Atlanta. Let me, let me say this too. Tracy and I just come off an incredible, uh, uh, incredible first of the year. I mean, just nuts, the kind of things that we have been through. But man, we have had so much joy just walking in the Spirit and, and the Spirit's filling in, in our life. Man, it's, it's been crazy. But man, it's been an incredibly rich and, and joyous time. But not Friday morning. Friday morning, I just, I wasn't feeling it. I didn't feel the spirit. You know what I felt? I felt a whole lot of me. I was just full of me. And, that, and that's what I felt. I didn't feel free. I didn't feel saved. If anything, I probably felt condemned. You ever been there? You ever have feelings like that? Let me tell you how, how good God is. I'm not on a necessary reading plan. I'm just sort of picking a book of the Bible and reading through it at different times. I'm in 1 John that morning. 1 John chapter 3 is, is my chapter that I'm reading. And here's, here's what I read. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts. And he knows everything. God is greater than, than your feelings. God, God is greater than, than my feelings. The, the work of Christ is greater than what I may feel in, in a given moment. The work of Jesus is greater than our feelings. So, so you know what I did that morning? I trusted you, Jesus. Yeah, I don't feel it. I don't feel it. But I, I trust you. I read that. I trust you, Jesus. You know what we do when we doubt? This is what we do. We go, you know what? I trust you, Jesus. Man, Satan's throwing up old sins. You know what you say? I trust you, Jesus. Man, when you don't feel, you feel guilty and you feel condemned, you think about Jesus. You know what you say? I trust you, Jesus. I trust you, Jesus. And I say it out loud sometimes. I trust you, Jesus. This morning in my prayer time before coming over here, you know what I'm I'm doing? I trust you, Jesus. We trust Jesus. Because Jesus has made forgiveness and salvation possible. I I can't make forgiveness possible. I can't be good enough. You know that song that we boast in Christ alone and his righteousness and not my own? Man, I can sing that song. I I can sing that line. Because by myself, I'm going to go old school South Carolina on you. Ain't a whole lot of righteousness right here. You know, ain't a whole lot. Man, I can trust in the righteousness and the forgiveness and salvation of Jesus. Can you imagine what it was like 
in the times when, when Jesus walked the earth. And you see these high priests and the priests and all day long you're, you're constantly seeing sacrifices made for sin. Not to mention the amount of time that was set up. Every, and if you weren't Jewish, you're, you're constantly being reminded of sin. Every day you see these sacrifices being made by the same people for the same people for the same sins. Could you imagine just living in constant awareness of your sin? This is part of the reason that the life and message of Jesus is, is great news. In verse 27 of Hebrews chapter 9, it says this, And, and just as each person is destined to die once, and, and after that comes judgment, so also Christ was offered once for all time, once for all time, as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. He will come again, not to deal with our sins, but to bring salvation to all who are eagerly awaiting for him. How many times does Jesus have to offer his body as a sacrifice? Just once. Not, not annually. Not, not daily. He offers his body once. And it says this in Hebrews 10, 14. For by that one offering, listen to this. He forever made perfect those who are being made holy. Man, if you have trusted and Jesus Christ, I know it's hard to imagine this, but according to the word of God, you have been made perfect as you are being made holy. Man, if you took a selfie today, you could say because of Jesus made perfect, hashtag made perfect, that, that's me, or hashtag cleansed, hashtag forgiven, hashtag secure, listen, hashtag joyful, hashtag I can't wait. Because Jesus has made you perfect. Now I know you're going, oh, I don't feel perfect. No, you're in because of his righteousness and not our own. Because of his sacrifice and not our own. But he's made perfect those who are being made holy. You are perfect because of Jesus. But now what he's doing is developing Christ's character in you. Now he's developing the, the, likely, the uh, likeness of Christ in you as you're living here on this earth. Perfect as you're being made holy. So let me change gears for a moment. I'm concerned about the church of today. Now, I, I actually like church on this side of COVID than I did before COVID. I like it. I've talked to other pastors that they, they like it to, on today as well. But my concern is this. We're tempted to follow an idea of Jesus. And not the real Jesus. And what I mean about that is a Jesus that hasn't sacrificed for us. And, and cannot save us rather than following the real Jesus. And an idea that following Jesus, here, here's what that looks like. And I, I want to, I hope you hear my concern here. Because I want everyone to know the abundant life that's in Christ. I want everybody to know what it's like, man, just walking in this relationship with Jesus. Knowing you've been made perfect. Being forgiven when you need to be forgiven. But man, walking in that abundant life. 
And the idea that following Jesus looks like this. It's, it's going to church. Maybe even volunteering. And living a pretty moral life compared to the rest of the world. People can do that. And people do that. All the time. It is easy. I did it. I could walk in the church. I could sit down. I could even serve in special events or stuff that we did. And live a moral life. And you know what I was living? It was a Christless Christianity. I was going to church. But I wasn't experiencing anything. I wasn't, it was, it's, so, it's common to have days where you don't feel it. But I wasn't walking with Jesus. There was no personal relationship with Jesus. And therefore, it leaves people not perfected at all. I mean, now, I mean, even though you may know you're not perfect, man, you're in because of Christ's righteousness. It leaves people not perfected, not being made holy. It deceives people into thinking, hey, they're okay. And therefore, it leaves them guilty and spiritually dead, lost, hellbound. But only faith in the resurrected Jesus, the, the one that sacrificed, the, the, the one that gives forgiveness of sin and, and salvation possible, only that kind of faith perfects us and makes us holy. Only that kind of faith cleanses our conscience. And he does that because Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. So I want to ask you this question. Have you trusted in that Jesus? Not an idea of Jesus. And have you trusted in Jesus? Have you experienced the forgiveness of your sins? And, and are you waiting salvation? Man, do you have the joy of the Spirit? Do you, do you understand uh, that He's making you holy? But not an idea of Jesus. One way to know that there's a desire to grow in holiness. It's admitting you're not there. It's admitting, hey, I'm not holy. I'm not like Jesus all the way yet. But I want to become like Jesus. I want to grow in holiness. Because he has made perfect those he's making holy. And another way to know is this. The general attitude of your heart. Is growing in the sense of not my will. Man but your will be done. And so this morning I just want to ask you this question. Have you trusted in that Jesus? The perfect sacrifice. The one who offers forgiveness and salvation. The one who perfects us. If you were to die today because of that perfection. Man you're in. And he's making you holy. Man, it's my prayer today. You'll trust Jesus. You'll trust Jesus and, and that sacrifice. 
Father God, Father, I pray this. I pray your spirit would affirm with everyone's spirit in here that if they're saved, they are children of God. Father, that if, 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 they, if they have accepted Christ and, Father, they had that personal relationship, Father. Father, they know that they have been made perfect. And, Father, regardless of, of what our hearts may condemn us, Father, they know, Father, that, that they have been made perfect. And, Father, you are making them holy. And there's a desire there for that, God. But, Father, for those who don't know that, Lord, I pray, God, they would see Jesus sacrificing his own body, sacrificing his own blood for the forgiveness of sin and to cleanse their conscience. And Father, I pray, God, they would say, I trust you, Jesus. I believe in you, Jesus. Because you forgive sins. And Lord, they would celebrate this truth that they have been made perfect. And Father, there would be this desire to grow in holiness. But Father, maybe there's those in the room, brothers and sisters, friends of mine. Who have just forgotten how precious this sacrifice is. And that desire to grow in holiness has waned. Or maybe, Father, the, um, like me, they were just really full of themselves. Father, I pray this. Lord, that your spirit would remind us that the work of Jesus, that you, Father, are greater than our feelings. So Father. I, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for this sacrifice. And it's in his name I pray. Amen. So the, the other day. When uh, last Friday. You know I had that moment in the morning. You know. And so we're driving down 285. And Cage has a playlist. So his playlist has everything from. Glorious day. Um, it's got. Uh, old hymns, Oh Holy Night, to Who Let the Dogs Out, and Barbara Ann, and, and Jump by Van Halen. It's just really a, a, a long playlist. And, um, but we're going down the road, and it was in the praise section of his praise list. And I could hear him singing in the back. And I was singing, I didn't realize it, but I was singing. And I realized how full my heart was. Y'all, it was crazy town. It's Friday afternoon, 285. It was raining like just crazy. And here's Cage and I in this car, worshiping. And so what I knew in my head, that God is greater than my feelings. Man, it became true in my heart as I worshiped. As I worshiped. So here's what I want to do. I want to invite you. I'm not inviting you to stand and sing. 
You can go ahead and stand. I'm not inviting you to stand and sing. I'm inviting you to stand and worship. Worship. And maybe if you don't know the words, just, just listen to them for a little bit. But just worship. Let the truth of who Jesus is, let the truth of what Jesus has done fill you. And if you want to come and pray, I know because of COVID, we, we stopped coming. If you want to come and just pray, man, you can pray. I, I'm going to be over here if you want me to pray with you. Scott England is going to be over here and, and he'll pray with you. But just worship. Because of who Jesus is and what he's done. I praise God for what he's done. We can't do what God does. And we can't do it. We can't be good enough or holy enough. We, we just can't do it. And God knew it and he sent Christ. And we praise God for what he's done. So you, if you have trusted in Christ, you're perfected. And you are being made holy. And I want you to walk out of here uh, full of joy. All right? Walk out of here just full of joy. So listen, I thank God for you because you're my church family. I need you. And I'm so glad we got to be together. Thank you for joining us online. And hopefully you'll make it here one day live as well. All right. Hey, you're perfected and you're holy. Hashtag perfected and holy. All right. Have a great, great day.